It's fun, funny, yay! Funny, yay! Funny, yay! Funny, yay! You know what I really love? <laughs> the Arnie State Show. It's filthy as hell. That is bona fide badass. Hit it, Maestro! Listen up, ass face, ass, ass face. You're getting some ass. Yeah, baby. <laughs> 775-357-FANS or 775-376-EZEZ. More than half the women in my cabinet, more than more than half the people in my cabinet, more than half the women in my administration are women. More than half the women in my cabinet, more than more than half the people in my cabinet, more than half the women in my administration are women. Uh, I got a fart real bad and I got shit real bad and I'm afraid if I fart I'm gonna shit. There are only two outcomes in this situation. And they both include the fire department. Oh. oh, good morning, ass family. It is Friday. You have made it through the week. The snow is melting. The ice is melting here in Texas. Thank the Lord. Oh, my God. Dude, it was like fucking... It was, I lived in Iceland, even though Greenland is where all the ice is, and Iceland is green. I don't know. Good morning. Welcome to another fun-filled edition of the Arnie State Show. Lots and lots to get to. The The first thing you heard today was something that Joe Biden said yesterday, which... More than half the women in my cabinet, more than more than half the people in my cabinet, more than half the women in my administration are women. So more than half the women on his staff are actually women. Well, that's lovely. Uh, there you go. He's delineating. Um, before we get to this other video that I found of Joe Biden and then start the show, let's say some good mornings on this here Friday. First one here, well, looky there. Well, the freaking God! Straight fire is all up in the house. He says, happy Friday, ass. Aren't it going to be a great show today, like every day? Well, thank you, my friend. Um, oh, crap, I didn't change those out. Holy cow, hold on a second. Before I say hello to... Hangtown Jen, I got to get her stuff in place. My gosh. There we go. All right, it's in place now. Next one here is Hangtown Jen. She says, good morning, ass. Happy Friday. And here is your poop work of the day. And here is your poop word of the day. Today, instead of saying you're going to go take a poop, say you're going to go discover a mini Sasquatch. There you go. Desert Runner, good morning to you. Andrew says, happy Friday, ass family, AIG. Battleborn in Nebraska says, morning, ass family. There's a light at the end of the weekly hostage situation. Come on, Saturday, yay. Hangtown Jen says, and congratulations going out to Braddy Kid for having the longest Facebook argument of recent history. Yes, indeed. Look at that. Congratulations. Oh, my lucky stars. Ah, the aforementioned one who was arguing all day and night yesterday. The one and only bratty kid. Well, I'm a mushroom cloud laying motherfucker, motherfucker. I'm super fly TNT. I'm the guns of the Navarone. I, I, I would believe that after yesterday. Whitewash says, happy Friday, ass family. Derek says, good morning, ass family, on this rainy Friday morning. Thank God it's finally Friday. No, no rain. No rain. Uh, oh, wow. This is a new one here. SVT Cobra Chick. Good morning, new listener here. So glad that someone mentioned your show on another website. I used to listen to you on that other morning show and have missed you so much since then. Love the show so far. Happy Friday. Well, Cobra Chick, that'll be your name now. We'll just call you Cobra Chick. Welcome to the Ass Family. Welcome to the live show. 
Looky there, looky there. And I mean, like, you stick around long enough, you get your own intro, like... Hey! Konnichiwa, bud! What's up? How's it going? Domo arigato! Round here, we speak American. Yeah. Okay, bud? Mage says, good morning, ass. And AIG, well, Japanese word of the day is going to be different today. After hearing one of the ass family yesterday talk about watching old videos of the old show, I looked up. First thing I find are pictures of uh, Miss Key. What the fuck did she eat? I'm not the skinniest guy, but if <laughs> if you and I became one person, she would make us look skinny as fuck. So the Japanese word of the day is buta no roba. Translation, fat donkey. Buta no roba. I like it. I like that a lot. Uh <laughs> Half of the women in his cabinet used to have cocks. Yeah. Uh, oh, look at that. You're out in the house. She says, happy Friday. And it's my last Friday with Freddie, the freeloader, a.k.a. my gallbladder. This dick is coming out Monday, finally. There you go. Uh, Hangtown Jen says, I'm going to stick with the paratroopers. All right, well, we'll have more for you next week. Uh, but you were very entertained. Yes, it was very entertaining. Gold says, good morning, ass. Hangtown Jen says, oh, best of uh, luck on that surgery Monday you're out. Yes, indeed. We'll be thinking about you. Timmy and Nicole, good morning to y'all. They say happy Friday. Derek says, welcome to the ass show, Cobra Chick. Battleborn says, welcome, Cobra Chick. Hangtown Jen says, hey, uh, welcome, Cobra Chick. I was going to go with the easier SVT, but Cobra Chick it is. Welcome, Cobra Chick. Now sign up for the show. Uh, Thank you, Jen. Thank you all, says Cobra Chick. Well, this is the other video I found. Now, look, I searched the Internet this morning. I even enlisted the help of V-Coop to try to find out if this is at all real, because if this is real, this is the greatest video Joe Biden has ever done. By the way, greatest editing ever done here. You will never be a real woman. You have no womb. You have no ovaries. You have no eggs. You're a homosexual man twisted by drugs and surgery into a crude mockery of nature's perfection. All the validation you get is two-faced and half-hearted. Behind your back, people mock you. Your parents are disgusted and ashamed of you. Your friends laugh at your ghoulish appearance behind closed doors. Men are utterly repulsed by you. Thousands of years of evolution have allowed men to sniff out frauds with incredible efficiency. Even trannies who pass look uncanny and unnatural to a man. Your bone structure is a dead giveaway. And even if you manage to get a drunk guy home with you, he'll turn tail and bolt the second he gets a whiff of your diseased, infected axe wound. You will never be happy. You wrench out a fake smile every single morning and tell yourself it's going to be okay. But deep inside, you feel the depression creeping up like a weed, ready to crush you under the unbearable weight. Eventually, it'll be too much to bear. You'll buy a rope, tie a noose, Put it around your neck and plunge into the cold abyss. Dear God. Your parents will find you, heartbroken but relieved that they no longer have to live with the unbearable shame and disappointment. They'll bury you with a headstone marked with your birth name, and every passerby for the rest of eternity will know a man is buried there. Your body will decay and go back to the dust, and all that will remain of your legacy is a skeleton that is unmistakably male. This is your fate. This is what you chose. There's no turning back. You will never be a real woman. Wow. Man, oh man. If he had really said something like that, holy shit. (laughs) 
Obviously, he's reading from something. He is literally incapable of speaking this fluently on his own. Braddy Kid said this had to be younger, Joe. Um, you're out, says I'll be high on propofol, uh, so don't. if I do check in, don't laugh at my texts, okay? Courtney says, welcome, Cobra Chick. Jen says, hmm, that escalated quickly, Joe. <laughs> yeah, make sure you write gallbladder on your torso in case they want to remove your liver. Well, dear Jesus, at this point, don't sugarcoat it. Just tell us how you really feel, Joe. <laughs> Chris says, I, I agree wholeheartedly with the president. All right, let's go, Brandon. Yes, let's go, Brandon. Oh, my God. What a stupid son of a bitch. Oh. Is this one of those computer-generated things, or is it reading someone's... I, I don't know what it is. I, I just I, I found it online today, and I, I saw it, and I was like, oh, God damn. I mean, I'm not even that bad. I mean, I'm not going to tell you to put a rope around your head and plunge deep into the abyss. I'm going to stop you before that. Uh, it's obviously he's it's obviously edited. He didn't stutter. Greatest editing job, and I'm watching the video of it. Like I I have the video of it. I saw it on TikTok, and the video is I mean the video is perfect. It's crazy. Good morning, Cowboys girl. Happy Friday to you as well. Now, I, I just played that because, well, I, I wanted to have some fun uh, with Joe Biden there. But we have a real problem in our country right now. Um, I didn't see this until late yesterday, and I guess it had been because I try not to watch too much news. And all the local news I was watching yesterday was people, you know, fucking spinning out of control on the ice and all that kind of stuff. So I didn't get a lot of national news. Um, until I decided to work on the show, and I found this story about the United States government monitoring a Chinese surveillance balloon that's been over the United States now for, quote, several days. The government has detected and is tracking a high-altitude surveillance balloon that is over the continental U.S. right now. The government includes NORAD. Those are the people that track Santa Claus, you know, when he's traveling. Are monitoring it closely. The balloon is currently traveling at an altitude above commercial air traffic and does not present a military or physical threat to people on the ground. Well, here's the problem. It does. It is a threat to the people on the ground. You know, Americans. Now, now, let, let, me, let me just state this. Oh, I know we're spying on them, too. I already know. We, we are spying on them. Now, see, this is the rule, though. If you're going to spy, don't get caught. These motherfuckers done got caught. Now, I want this balloon blown to smithereens. I want it eviscerated. I want it gone. Why are we allowing the Chinese now knowingly to spy on us? The next time something happens and it's China's fault and it happens to states like Montana and Wyoming, where they have a few weapons in reserve there, by the way, next time something happens up there and the Chinese are responsible for it, don't let me fucking play the I told you so sound effect. When can we get a leader that has an actual set of testicles? When can we have someone with the testicular fortitude, a.k.a. the balls, 
to stand up for our country. I am literally sick to my stomach that there is a spy balloon that we can see with the naked eye. And we're doing dick about it. We're monitoring it. How about you monitor my asshole? Oh, that's not China. That's my real estate officer looking for a good spot for Whore Island. Man, you need to fire that real estate officer. He's looking over Montana. There ain't no islands by Montana that I want to stay at. I saw this on the news. They were so nonchalant about it. Like, uh, hey, it's from China, no threat. Uh, Back it up. I don't care what it is. I'm threatened. Shoot it down. See? I ain't the only one. Can we get a couple of good old boys to shoot that thing down? Where's Rip? Once they fly over the Yellowstone, Rip will fucking shoot that thing down. Uh, From what I read, they're not positive if the balloon contains any radioactive or biological agents. All right, then you do this here. You do this here. Because if they can do it in the movies, they can do it in real life. What you do is you get a couple of F-18s or whatever the big boy planes are now. I, I just know that maybe from Top Gun. And, and you put like a, like a 50-foot chain. They, they got to fly up like 50 feet away from each other, but you put a chain on their tail wing, right, detachable. Yeah, we got that technology. And you fly up to the balloon and you wrangle it. And you fly that some bitch over the ocean and blow that shit to smithereens. Sure, sure, we're going to get some giant squid and some crab that are the size of Rhode Island with the radioactive material. But hey, it's not spying on the people anymore. Rip would take it to this train station. They need the Geiger counter in Australia. Mm. and shoot a protective bubble around it, drag it out to the desert, and shoot it down from there. This is just... Uh, you know what we should do? This, look, look, this is a good... This is one of the best reasons why I'm not in charge of things. Look, I, I do believe that China used the the COVID virus as a test run to see what they could do with this. Because, look, look here. If you don't believe it, you should. You need to believe that China wants to be the leader of the world. China wants the rest of the world to listen to them. They don't necessarily need to rule the world like, you know, everybody. But they want to become America when America was great. That's what they want to do, but they want to keep their communist leaders in place. And now we're seeing evidence that they're fucking around with the big dogs. Yeah, look, look, look. Y'all might not want to believe it, but that COVID thing was a fucking full-on attack. And it got the rest of the world. But don't kid yourself. That was a dry run. And now they got a, they got a balloon flying over, and we don't know if there's radioactive or biological weapons in there. Well, I mean, that right there is they're winning the terrorism battle. How about this? How about we just fucking roll on into China, put a big nuclear device right in the middle of town, anybody that touches it, it fucking goes off. Because pretty soon you're going to fuck around and somebody's going to have to find out. 
That's the problem that we have right now with China. Is, is this, is America rocky, and this is the first time we're going up against Clubber Lane? Clubber Lane beats the shit out of us? Hashtag Rocky 3. See, I can equate all world situations to movies, especially Rocky movies. Better, you know what, this is a better one. In this situation, is America Apollo Creed and China is Von Drago? Because we want to get to the situation where America is Rocky and China is Yvonne Drago. That's what we want. We put a, t- uh, a tariff on soy sauce. China's going to ship bricks. Uh, drag it back to China, then shoot it down. Return to sender. I, I Look, man, I don't like that it's there. You know, and they, they held this from us for a while. I mean, if it's been there for several days, they've been holding it for a while. And instead, they're giving us other stuff to watch. And, and, and I have to say thank you to the government for giving us this stuff to watch because it is quite entertaining. Yesterday, the House voted to remove Representative Ihan Omar from Minnesota from the House Foreign Affairs Committee because of her past anti-Semitic comments. Here she is speaking, which I really don't care. What do you make of this revenge, revenge tactic by Kevin McCarthy? Yeah, I mean, they've, they've been on a vengeance tour. Um, and, you know, they've been very clear uh, last night when the, the, the rules debate was happening in the rules committee. I don't need to hear her anymore. So they voted her out because of her anti-Semitism and the things that she said. And you know what's so funny about that is everybody, everybody, let's take a look because Captain Stupid, she hasn't been around a lot lately, AOC, she decided that she was going to talk about this. Uh, It's literally a balloon that just floated here by winds or specifically driven to that location or flown. To me, it makes a difference on how we react to it. Well, they know it's a Chinese spy balloon, so it's flying over us. Here is AOC's reaction to Omar being voted out of the uh, House Foreign Committee. Don't tell me that this is about an abdic- a condemnation of anti-Semitic remarks when you have a member of the Republican caucus who, have, who has talked about Jewish space lasers and an, an entire amount of tropes and also elevated her to some of the highest committee assignments in this body. This is about targeting women of color in the, in the United States of America. Don't tell me because I didn't get a single apology Time is expired. my life was threatened. Thank you. Um, all I can say to AOC is because Speaker of the House then, uh, Kevin McCarthy, he decided to finally respond. And what he said, uh, I'm starting to like this guy a little bit. She said the American military was equal to Hamas and the Taliban from a member of the foreign affairs. She said Americans only like Israel because it's all about the Benjamins. And three years later, she said, I didn't know there's a trope when it comes to referring to someone who's Jewish with money. She said on 9-11, on 9-11, as a member of Congress, as an individual who's sitting on foreign affairs, something happened that day. 
what does that say to other people around the world? What does that say to somebody else who wants to create another 9-11 America? I'm sorry, it's not right. We were right in our action, and she can serve on other committees. But it puts America in jeopardy, and I'm not going to do that under my watch. And it's fair in the process, unlike them. She hey, he, uh, the proof is in the pudding. She said all that shit. Why is she on the House of Foreign, uh, the Foreign Affairs Committee? If she hates America so much, and by the way, First of all, to compare the United States military to a bunch of goat fucking pedophiles like Hamas and all those people. First of all, fuck you. And secondly, fuck you in the ear for shitting on the United States military and comparing them to fucking terrorists. Ogre says, quote, I can't believe they're doing this to us and we did to them. I mean, I just can't fathom not being able to do everything we want with impunity, and they're just going to sit back and take it like rape victims. That's fucking terrible. The meltdown by the squad made it go from six to midnight in my pants, says Andrew. This is amazing to see that, that, and, and by the way, if you haven't seen the AOC video of her melting down, and she's jumping, and she's throwing her hands up like she's at a Pentecostal church service. I was waiting for her to start handling snakes at some point. I just wish somebody... See, this is why it's a good thing, once again, that I'm not in the house or anything like that. Because I would have had this queued up on my phone when she was done. So shut up, bitch! I mean, really. Oh, we're targeting women of color. When my life was threatened, nobody did anything. When was your life threatened? Please say January 6th. You were not there. You were a mile away. Hey, let let me ask you this, ask family. In in your day-to-day life, have you ever been like a mile away from a crime? And then you felt threatened? Like if a bank was getting robbed and you were like a mile away at a nail salon and then you found out about it that night, did you go, oh my God, I'm so scared? Or you heard about it at the nail salon, oh my God, I'm so scared. She was a fucking mile away. And it wasn't like an easy mile to get to, like you had to do a bunch of twists and turns. Like, even, I, even Siri would probably get lost trying to get to her. Sorry, no, I don't need you there, Siri. Bitch. Um, Chaz says, morning, ass family. Happy motherfucking Friday. Don't, do, uh, don't forget to do the Friday dance. Amen to that. Says, can't listen live too much, but I will listen later today. Well, okay, Chaz, thank you. The meltdown by the squad, yeah. Oh, my God. The, the, she is such a... Re- Ihan Omar is such a bad person to be in our government. Oh, and then uh, then AOC slapped the, the podium with her notebook. I'm like, you know what? You ain't tough. You're Mr. Ed. You and your big-ass teeth. Boy, you are ugly. I, I tell you what. 
If I had to rank ugly chicks now, there's a new one in there. I just saw a story of Madonna's daughter. I guess she showed up late to some fashion show. I guess all the fashion shit's happening in New York right now. And Madonna's daughter showed up, and they had a close-up picture of her. Woo! God damn, that girl is ugly. I, I mean, she's getting up there with fucking Crizzly girl ugly. That bitch with the, the with, with the weird face and the donkey teeth. You know, uh, Savannah Crizzly, the ugliest woman in America. Well, I tell you what, Lourdes is coming up there. Madonna's daughter, hot damn. Thank God your mama's got billions of damn dollars. I'd say invest in lots of cosmetic surgery. Oh, are you talking about the Dems doing that iconic meme? No. Douglas, good morning, my friend. Uh, Whitewash says, I'm surprised AOC didn't do her rant in her Jamaican accent. <laughs> she has a Jamaican accent, too. This is not targeting women of color. This is targeting women that hate America. See, and it, it, this is the world that we live in. Like, I would love to sit down and do an interview with her, and I'd only ask her one question. Just one question. That question is, do you love America? It's a simple question. I don't need you to say you're happy that I asked you that question. You don't need to do This is a simple one-word question. Yes or no. Do you love America? Because I love America. I don't like the people, but I love America. The United States of America, I love. But our country, fuck them. Now, see, if she were to say something like that, then we could have a, a, a discussion. But she would never answer that question. None of these people ever answer questions. Do you want to know why your taxes are going up so much? Do you want to know why all that stuff... Because they have to have the best leather chairs, and and this is both parties. This is the thing that absolutely, positively drives me fucking nuts about the United States government. And you can yell at the left, and you can yell at the right, because they're both fucking responsible for this shit. Why does the president need to sign a bill in 58 different $300 pins? Oh, because we have the cops, right? We have to give pens to... No, you don't. Give the motherfucker a bick. A bag of bicks. And look, if you got to do a bunch of them, you get the bag of bicks, and you get a red cap put on them, and you have the president sign with it, and you hand him a bick. And then secondly, you sit in these damn... These rooms, right? You have your little Senate subcommittee meetings, and, and this is where they don't answer questions. And they sit in beautiful leather balm chairs or leather back chairs, sure comfortable. Water service, all this kind of stuff. The lighting is perfect, air conditioning, all that kind of stuff. That shit costs money. If you want to fix Washington, this is what you do. You have a big old estate sale, all right? <laughs> right now, I, look, man, I could run for president on this alone. Nuh-uh. No, 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 no. No, you don't even get the $100 off the chair. No, sir, Rebob. Uh-uh. 
We have a big old fire sale. Big old estate sale. Sell all them chairs. Sell all them. Look, look. Sell all the fancy fucking desks. Now, I ain't talking about in their office because if they want to have nice offices, they can have nice offices. But we're talking about the people's, you know, chambers. This is what we do. We scale it way back. You get folding chairs like they got in AEW and WWE. Plop that shit down and folding chairs. Clank, clank, clank. The end. I have saved, uh, I, I look, I am taking fucking shots at the national debt with that. Alone. Or bring your own chair. I don't care. Show up with a beanbag. But the most you're going to get from the government is a folding metal chair. I like the folding chairs. That'll make for some fucking entertainment when things get heated. Well, that's why we got the chairs in there, too. Or the tables. The only thing we're missing is, is the ladders and the Hardy Boys. I mean, we could... I, look, they don't need to sit in all that shit. They don't see... They, they don't need these, these leather chairs that are fucking, you know, like eight... $900 regular, but since it's for the government, I'm sure it's about a $2,000 chair. Chuck Schumer hands a metal folding chair to Joe Manchin. Oh, shit, it's about to get real. Sue says, morning on this rainy Friday-ass family. Good morning to you, my friend. I bet the reporters sit in folding chairs. Yeah, I, I would imagine that they do because they're not, they're not the chosen ones like our government. It, it, it is truly fucking awful to watch our government at uh, work. Now, there's a story from yesterday. It truly is something. Um, uh, Representative Wesley Hunt. Where is he from? Where is Wesley Hunt from? Uh, of Texas. Oh, shit, I should know who he is. Um, he's black. And he's been labeled a racist for calling migrant crisis an invasion and the administration that uses racism as a scapegoat for everything. So they're calling a black man racist because he wants to fix the, the, the migrant problem. By the way, here it is from yesterday. But this is actually not about race. This is actually an issue of public safety. And if I call this, if I call this an invasion, sir, I'm not racist. I can assure you I'm not racist. What I can assure you is that I want to make sure that fentanyl doesn't indiscriminately kill any race, religion, color, or creed. Because fentanyl doesn't care where you're from. Fentanyl doesn't care about race. Fentanyl kills indiscriminately. This gentleman right here works his tail off every single day to stop that from happening. Now, there's been a break in the dam, and that's pretty obvious. Because a couple of years ago, of course, we had some problems, but it wasn't amplified to the level that we are seeing every single day. And the reason why we have to be careful with what we call and what we deem racist moving forward in the future is because we stop, we stop losing, we start to lose focus on what the actual problem is. This administration, the Democrat Party, unfortunately, uses race as a scapegoat for everything. Bingo. And as somebody that wants to make sure that we do attack racist issues when they do occur, we can't be the boy who cried wolf 
and blame racism all the time. I am here to hold this administration accountable to understand that there are issues of race that need to be addressed, and sir, this ain't one of them. I applaud some of your actions in El Paso. It sounds like you're doing some great things. But I'm going to tell you, as being born and raised in Texas, living in Houston, Ugh. we have a problem, and this problem has precipitated over the course of the past two years. That is a fact. I get working together. I get reaching across the aisle. But this morning, I can't believe that we had a one-hour debate over rather or not we should sing the Pledge of Allegiance before we convene every day. One hour. That, to me, is antithetical to the point of this meeting today. I implore you all to be careful with using race because your son's no longer here. And I'm sorry. There's 100,000 sons and daughters that are no longer here because of fentanyl last year. But this is actually not about race. Wow. That's, uh, that's uh, Wesley Hunt, GOP representative from the great state, but where Christopher says, I prefer his brother Mike. Yes, his brother Mike Hunt is a hard man to find. I took a dump at work. I pooped on the company line. I took a dump at work. I do it all the time. The boss man takes my freedom and creativity. The least he can do is when I poo, pay me. Good morning, Alicia. I hope that you had a great birthday yesterday, and I hope you have an awesome day today. Not Gay says the problem is America removed two towers so it could suck its own cock. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, I'm loving this man. He's being so straight. He's telling the truth. Now, how long will that last with this fella in Washington? I don't know. I, I, I sit here, and every single day I do story after story after story about just how stupid our country is. This There is a war. Don't kid yourself. There is a war that we're in right now that nobody wants to admit it's a war, but it is, and that is the right versus the left. And I'm here to tell you, yes, I tend to lean more to the left side. But I would not consider myself a, a card-carrying member of the Republican Party. Because they're just as bad and evil as the other side. I look at it like this. This is the way I look at religion. And I was really, uh, I, uh, that, that wrestler who died a couple weeks ago, Jay Briscoe, they had his funeral service. And they, they've shown clips of it from his brother Mark, who is probably my favorite wrestler in the world right now. <coughs> and he said his brother was a very, very loved God. And had his, you know, like, like, it's not a God thing. Because I know people get turned off when you say God. But they're very religious people. But they don't believe in organized religion. Because organized religion is the, the killer of spirituality. And I look at it the same way with politics. Is that once you say that you're a hard line in or that, well then you have to fucking stand up and fight for your cause. And if you're standing up and fighting for what the left is, is fighting for now with allowing fucking hundreds of thousands of people into our country, undocumented, unvetted. By the way, they just caught four Iranians. 
This is not a joke. Four Iranians, they caught them in the back of a car coming from Mexico. Trying to cross the border. You know, Iran, earlier this week, we talked about how they've got a boat now in in Brazil, and they're going to sail. It's a warship into the Panama Canal. Oh, and we have a a spy balloon over Montana. You know, I keep telling y'all, what are we supposed to be looking at? I'd be looking at that shit right there. That's what I'd be looking at. Swoosh says, toot, toot, yep. Uh, Alicia says, thank you, my friend. It was a good day. Good, 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 good. But instead, what we're told by the, the group that drives us into what we're supposed to believe, and that's the media, until you start doing some real thinking on your own and learning on your own. And I, I'm not speaking down to you, but that's what it takes now because the media is no longer what it was intended for, and that was to inform us. Now what they're trying to do is they're trying to sell us. And the media, which is about 90% left, I'll give it 10% to the right. They change the narrative on every single story. Why is it that we care what they're fighting about in Congress? And by the way, why are they fighting about stupid racist shit in Congress? How about we fix the border situation? Why is that racist to try and fix the border situation? Can anybody tell me? We've had borders up ever since I was a kid, and I know they've been there longer. It used to be a lot easier to cross into Mexico, but you still had to cross. And one thing that my dad told me when we would go to spring break and we would go down to Matamoros, he would say, try to sober up just a little bit before you come back to the American side because they're going to ask you questions. And they do ask you questions, and you better get those right. Otherwise, they're not going to let you pass. But now you need uh, a passport and all kinds of shit to get into Mexico. And I get it because Mexico is a fucking dangerous place. It's racist because it kills their illegal votes. Now, I I get it. Uh, I have a friend that works at Border Patrol, and he says it's 100% worse than what they're actually showing on TV. I believe it. Oh, I believe the shit that we're seeing on TV? No. I mean, they've run camera crews and, and, and people away from the border because it's actually that bad. Look, we've had almost a million people cross over to our country in one month. And once again, see, and when you talk like this, people go, well, you're racist. You want, you, want, you want to close the borders. When did I say close the borders? When did I say that? But see, that's the narrative that happens. They yell at you and they say, well, you just want to, you want to just close the borders. You are, you're a xenophobic. And, and then the name calling happens. And it takes a while to be able to get past that to not get into a name calling fight, especially when I'm so fucking good at calling people names. But that's all they got. And once that, once you fight past the name-calling, then they're going to cancel you. They're going to find something that you've done 10, 15, 20 years ago, and they're going to cancel you for it. 
Now, isn't that interesting? The Eon Omar said all these horrible anti-Semitic things like four years ago, and we're calling her out for it, and now the left is going, how dare you? She's a woman of color. Well, if that's the case, then um, Kevin Hart needs to be able to host the Academy Awards. We need to go into a time machine and let him host. Uh, We need to cancel all these people that were wrongfully canceled for things they did nine or ten years ago. Oh, that's right. Rules for thee, not for me. And more important things to worry about the border, like uh, transing the kids and ruining America, duh. The illegal immigrants don't have to vote. California has more representation in Congress and the Electoral College because of the population of illegal immigrants. Yes, they're counting them there, and they're going to let them vote, and they're going to let them become police officers. And you wonder why people are leaving California. I mean, could it be because... Clean and sober is one of the biggest damn mistakes this country's ever made. I know it's a hold-your-hand idealistic point of view that somehow magically... I mean, God bless some of you. If you're like me, I've been known to have a glass of wine at night watching some of the nightly news. Uh, We all need to self-medicate periodically. That's the dumbest thing any politician's ever said. I mean, mean, honestly, and he, he, he admits that one. I mean, that, that video we play, or the audio we played to Joe this morning in this. You will never be a real woman. You have no womb. You have no ovaries. You have- That's fake. What he said was real. Um, you guys elected him. And then when you had a chance to get him out of office, you kept him in office. Uh, what did Eon Omar's family do during their last family reunion? <laughs> 9 11. Um, but you see, they, the, the media has this focus on all this infighting in Congress. There's nothing. Oh my God. Can you believe that? Oh, they kick her out because she's a woman of color instead of watching that there's a warship that's entering the Panama Canal from Iran who's been working on their nuclear capabilities. Oh, and a spy balloon that we don't know if there's any biohazard or fucking radioactive material in their their balloon that they're spying on us from. So we're going to allow them to keep spying. There's a part of me, and I don't want to say this. Because I can't believe it's true. If I were to believe this is true, this is the America was over then. As soon as this happened, I'm afraid that a deal has already been signed, and we belong to China. I, I, it, it, a part of me believes that that is true. Because look. Look at all the shit that we fight about on, and we talk about on this show, and, and nothing's going to change, by the way. Um, we're, we're fighting. Can't capture the balloon and send it to the sun? Well, I, I, that's, that was my idea, was, you know, get a couple of fighter planes, have a chain, grab it, fly it to the ocean, shoot it down. Now we got radioactive crab. I don't give a shit. I want you to think about the stuff we fight about in this country. We're supposed to call 
somebody who was a man for 20 to 25 years of his life and then all of a sudden says, nope, I'm a woman. And we have to change every bit of history around that person. I know that was, Caitlyn Jenner was way older than that, but I mean, they've changed it to where the 1976 uh, decathlon gold medal went to Caitlyn Jenner. Caitlyn Jenner wasn't around in 1976, but you see, we changed that. Why? Because if you don't change it, you get called a name. I don't know when names became so bad. I mean, I know it was my, it was Generation X that raised a bunch of pussy kids. It's all the pussies from Gen X. It ain't my group from Gen X. This is that subgroup that was a part of Gen X. But we're, they're the ones that we kicked the shit out of and we bullied. Well, they're the ones that studied hard and they got further in life and good for them. And they raised this group of pussies. That now go, oh my God, he called me a name. He called me a name. I can't go on. I'm going to kill myself. They'll say that. They say that over and over again, and the parents go to school. My kid threatened suicide because he was called a, a one-eyed m- a moron. I, I can't think of a name right now because I'm not in the throes of calling names. And the school throws that kid out. And the one-eyed moron is held up and is now fucking a, 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 the student to look at. That's the world we live in. Um... Oh, my God, I just choked on my Red Bull when you said that. The thought never even occurred to me. In military news, a retired intel officer may serve 10 years in prison for taking classified documents home. (laughs) Well, isn't that interesting? Does the left realize most name-calling doesn't affect right-wingers because right-wingers believe in sticks and stones? I wish. It's like racism crying wolf with the, the fine congressman from Texas did. Amen. Here's the problem, though, is that racism, that being called a racist now is starting to come back as a cancelable offense. And I'm here to tell you, call me a racist all you fucking want to. I don't give a shit. I make fun of everybody. Honkies, blacks, Asians, Mexicans, all the cans. Jamaicans, Puerto Ricans. Africans, I make fun of everybody. And by the way, everybody should. But once you make fun of one person, you get deemed a racist and go, oh, my God. And, 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 and this isn't new. This isn't something we don't talk about on the daily here. But come on, man. Some of these dudes that have transitioned, look, I was in the mall a few months ago, and I, I've told y'all about this one, and, and look here. This was the funniest transition thing I'd ever seen. I'm sitting there at North Park Mall, which is the, it, it, it's the Falutin Mall here in town. It's one of the Falutin Malls. It's over by Highland Park, the, the rich part of Dallas. It's a good mall. Now I'm sitting out waiting waiting for yeah, Braddy's buying a bunch of candles and shit. So I'm sitting outside. My knee was hurting, and I'm sitting there. And all of a sudden, from down the mall, I see this, this big old black, what looks like a dude. It looked like Michael Clark Duncan. Remember Michael Clark Duncan? Guy from the Green Mile, big old brother, jacked. 
but the Italians are cool. Yeah, I make fun of the Italians, too. Um, you just don't have can in your name. Um, so I see Michael Clark Duncan walking down this way. I'm like, wow. And, and let me just tell you, dark, very like, just like Michael Clark Duncan. I, I'm talking, I'm, we're not talking milk chocolate. We're talking Hershey Special. <laughs> That's probably the racist, most racist thing I've ever said on the show. Um, and I noticed that, that Michael Clark Duncan has big titties. And and Michael Clark Duncan is is wearing high heels. No need no high heels. You're now seven foot three. But the other thing that I noticed on Michael Clark Duncan walking towards me, not only the big titties and the high heels, but it was only two o'clock in the afternoon and five o'clock shadow had kicked in. Your ad says, oh, I remember Michael Clark Duncan. I'm sure you do. And I'm looking at that, and I'm like, wow. Now, I didn't say anything, and and if I were to uh, run into her, I I would say, pardon me, ma'am. I would try to be right. Look, look, when you got big old titties like that, and you're walking around like that, and you got a purse, I'm going to call you ma'am. I'm going to play the game. I'm going to be respectful and play your little game. Because that's what nice people do. I'm a pretty nice person unless you push me the wrong way. And that's when the fucking terrible side of me comes out. I'm straight up poison. And I saw that and I go, I go, I'm supposed to, and, and, and this is the game that we're all told that we have to play. Is that if I were to talk to this person, I would have to address them as a woman. Otherwise, I'm canceled in society. I'm the bad guy. And you know what? I, I thought about it, and, and I think it was one of the next days that I came up with this drop right here. I, I figured, you know what? You need people like me so you can point your fucking fingers and say, that's the bad guy. You can't put 0% into transitioning and expect me to put in the other 100%. Sassy Pammy says, good morning. You truly are a gentleman. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. But... I mean, that's the, that's the stupidity that we have to deal in, is that I'm looking at this human being. And I am supposed to believe that this is a woman. That this is on the same spectrum as Farrah Fawcett. I hold Farrah Fawcett in high regard because that was one of my first crushes. And we're in North Park Mall. If you ever see the movie Dr. T and the Women with Richard Gere, she gets naked at the water fountain at North Park Mall. And yes, I have sniffed that water fountain. But this is the shit that we fight over. This is what we're told to pay attention to. Oh, it makes me laugh. I'm a nice person, too, but don't have to deal with weird fantasy. Right? I, I get you straight fire. I understand. And, look, it, it, doesn't, it doesn't take any e- extra effort on my part to, to call that person a ma'am, to, to look it over and scan the situation and go, okay, I'm not going to ask what your pronouns are because I think that's just, that, that's just dealing in more stupidity. 
well, I'm a non very blah, 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 blah. Look, you're either a dude or a chick. Now, if you're a dude pretending to be a chick or a chick pretending to be a dude, I'll, I'll, I'll look, like I said, we all live in the same society. And uh, by the way, no way I'm endorsing it or I'm, I'm, I'm just trying to get through my day. Because this is what I know will happen. I know me very well. If, if I get wrangled into that non-binary thing, I probably will end up going to jail. Because... It, it uh, It's not where, to me, I've tried, and I feel like I, I'm giving my best to, to try to believe in this utter stupidity that's happening in our country. And if you fucking shit on me for doing that, for trying, it's so fucking on, you don't even want to be a part of this. I'm going to make you cry. Now, look, Michael Clark Duncan probably could have beat me to death with one of his big titties. But I tell you this, that son of a bitch would have been in tears first. Truth is, guys, Arnie still drinks the water <laughs> from that fountain. Yep. Uh, I know it doesn't take any effort, but I'm not assisting you and greasing up these slip. Hey, hey, straight fire, and, and that's fine. I'm not telling you to do that. I'm telling you how I, I it goes for me. I appreciate whatever you do. I want people, this, this is the thing about, and, and newcomers to this show. I think this is the, the, the one thing that we can all agree on, is that we, on, on this show, we don't want to run people's lives. I'm going to tell you stories, and I'm going to tell you how I feel about it, and I'm going to try to make you laugh with the way I feel about it, because these are my observations on these stories. If you want to choose to do it a different way, more power to you. I am not living your life. And I'm not saying your life is bad or worse than mine. I don't have to live your life. You don't have to live my life. I like you. We get along. That's all I need. You got a friend in me forever. You start telling me how to live my life. Or if I were to start telling you how to live your life, I would expect you to kick me to the curb. If an ass family member came to me and says, look, I'm thinking about transitioning, I would have a, I would have a discussion with them. I'd say, okay, why are you telling me? That's the first thing I'm going to ask is, why are you telling me? Well, you talk about it a lot on the show, and, and, and you know, I don't really know a whole lot about it. I know that you, you get your wiener cut off. And you get boobs attached to you. Okay, that, that's about all I know. I don't know what kind of fucking hormones you got to take. I don't know any of that kind of shit. I don't know. I, I, but I, this is why I'm so opposed to it, I guess, in my opinion. Why do you want to go through all that shit? Well, to be my true self. Now, now, that's a fair answer. Fair answer. But then I would hit him back with this. What about all the people that have detransitioned? They were transitioning to be their true self, and then they went through all this hullabaloo and got wieners chopped off and, 
and, and, and fix a flat installed into your hoo-ha to where you can put a penis on it. I don't think that's how they really do it, but <laughs> the visual is pretty fucking fantastic. Uh, and now they're going back, but they were being their true self, too. See, this is the thing. I think too many people look into this. Oh, I need to be my one. You know your true self. Come on. Uh, Fish Stick. Ooh, I like that name. We got a new name here. We got somebody new to the show, Fish Stick. Um, uh, new to the show, but not new to being an Arnie fan. Thank you, Fish Stick. Uh, I'm here because you keep it real. Don't change a thing. Nope. Douglas says mental illness is real. Don't they scrape out the inside of the wiener and then shove it up? Oh, I don't know. I have no idea how any of that works. Um, <laughs> that's how I explain the trans movement, mental illness. The funny thing is that up until about five or six years ago, sex change operations were deemed under, under mental health. Third or fourth new person, yeah. Welcome, fish stick. Yes, welcome. I would look at that person who told me that, and I'd say, okay, so you're telling me all this. Why are you are you asking for my approval? Because I, who am I to approve that? I'm not going to give you my approval. Who am I? I lived my whole life as a fat kid. Still to this day a fat kid. I do not recommend it for anyone. Um, I found out how it, it look, uh, this, this is the way I, what I'll tell you. The reason why a lot of people go, why didn't you lose weight? Why didn't you do this? I used to work out all the time. I like Dr. Pepper and I like fried bologna. I like, I like Dr. Pepper and fried bologna a lot more than I like working out. And then when I found they had big and fat stores where I could cover it all up, fucking A. It's easier for me to fight the world as a fat guy than it is to fucking try and diet and eat food that I don't like and then plateau and then be stuck in this fucking mental hell. I don't care. I enjoy my life. Well, you probably enjoy it more as a, as a slim guy. No, probably not. Probably not. I mean, I don't recommend, and and because life is really fucking mean to you as a fat kid. Until you embrace your fatness. Now, granted, I had an amazing teacher that helped me embrace that and fucking use it to my advantage. And I'm in a broadcasting hall of fame because of it. You transitioning... You are opening such a gigantic can of worms, and this. And, and I'm going to tell you this right now: the main reason why there's such a fight about this is be is because Americans are being forced to accept it, no matter what. I bet you, if you were to secretly poll all the dads of the men who transitioned into women, those dads are heartbroken. Because it's their sons. That's their boy. Now, they'll tell you the politically correct thing. I still love my daughter, all this kind of stuff. They'll say that, and I believe them. 
But if you ask them, they're cr- this is like the dads on, you, you remember American Idol. Remember, we've talked about this a lot. This was always the funnest part of American Idol was the first two weeks of American Idol. You get them shitty singers that go in and sing in front of, like, you know, Paul Abdul and Randy and, and Simon. And you get that, that one kid that was in the church choir, and, it, and they, they got, like, you know, 14 members of the family there, and they're all women and all little kids. And then there's one daddy. Daddy always got a, a pearl, a pearl a snap pearl shirt on, short sleeve, because they've been sitting out in Hollywood waiting to fucking audition for the last eight days, his vacation. And you see the kid go in and sing, and he shits the bed. And we all know he's a terrible singer, and he comes out with no ticket. And the rest of the family is like, oh, I don't know what that Simon's thinking. He doesn't know any music. Oh, Paula Abdul, she's a dancer. She doesn't know anything. You know the one missing person is dad. You know why? Because he's already walking to the fucking car. He knew. He didn't want to shit on his kid's dream, but he knew. He's like, I'll get the car. I bet you that's the way these dads are of transition people. And I would imagine the moms are the same way with their daughters who transition. But since you're an A-lister now in Hollywood, you hit the magic shot, yeah. Um, all right. Look at that Cobra chick now is, is welcoming a fellow new member. That, this is awesome, man. Today's a big day. I feel good going on my rants today. Um, continuing the rant, we, we'll probably only take one break today because I'm in a mood. I'm in a fucking mood. Um, by the way, the Pro Bowls this weekend, nobody gives a shit. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Undo. Edit. Undo. Oh, wait a second. Hold on. I just have to see something outside the window right now. best get off my motherfucking property. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I just deleted a bunch of shit and didn't mean to. Um, I found this story, and this is fantastic. Bob Woodward, probably the last great American journalist. He was a part of the, the group that, that broke the whole Watergate scandal. Um, he's come out, and it, 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 and finally, I, I'm so proud to see this, but it's going to go in one ear and right out the other because of fucking shitheads like Dan Rather. Um, Woodward was one of several major figures who spoke at the Columbia Journalism Review. Um, he helped break the Watergate scandal in the 70s. Conducted a series of eye-popping interviews with President Trump and news coverage of Russia inquiry. Wasn't, he says it wasn't handled well and that he thought the viewers and the readers have been cheated. He also claimed in the report that he'd warned the Washington Post reporters working on Russian collusion stories about why he publicly criticized the dossier in 2017 as a garbage document. And the Post reporters had expressed a lack of curiosity on the subject. 
I love the fact that we once had great men and women in journalism. And I don't know who to blame it on. With the Pro Bowl being the Pro Bowl's flag football, I didn't even realize that. Is that real? That's the stupidest thing ever. That's gay. You think they do the same for preseason? Jesus. Um, getting back to Bob Woodward, we used to have real journalists in this country. Um, Dick Schapp was probably the, one of the greatest sports reporters who didn't hold shit back. Believe it or not, as sports broadcasters go, Howard Cosell, I will hold up probably uh, as probably the greatest journalist to cover sports. It is flag football. That's terrible. Jesus, God. This is why people don't like the fucking Pro Bowl. We have people like Walter Cronkite. Connie Chung, for a long time, was a great journalist. And I don't know what happened. Well, I, I, I do know what happened. Yeah, I do. I do know what happened. I know exactly what happened. And it all happened right about the time that we started to get news 24 hours a day. And a lot of people thought when, when cable news first started, I love seeing documentaries and stuff about this. Yes, I've seen documentaries about news. Um, nobody thought it would last because what's there to report for 24 hours? Well, that's a dumb thing to think about now, isn't it? Uh, Alicia says, speaking of journalism, I feel like Project Varietas are the only real journalists out there. You see they got the director they interviewed. They also dropped info about how the mRNA vaccine, they knew there's issues with women's reproductive functions. I think there are a few journalists out there. I, I agree with you. I, 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 I don't know enough about that project. I, I might look into it. I know that Vice News, even though it's le way left to center, they have some people that actually do re do some really great reporting. And I'm not just talking about guys having sex with donkeys in Puerto Rico. By the way, greatest Vice episode ever. Vice News in Puerto Rico, if you can find it, it's awesome. Because they show a guy fucking a donkey. Not the donkey show I want, but the donkey show I got. Uh, let's see, what did B. Coop send me? Oh, oh, the story about the flag football here. Let's see. Features flag football and skills competition. Yeah, this is why nobody likes it. Um, did you know Connie was the first transgender reporter? She was obviously a man named Wang. Don't tell him you're Jewish. Uh, really thought it doesn't matter about that Pro Bowl is flag football. Who? Act yeah, nobody does. Johnny Chung was great. Then she married Maury Povich. Any crank calls today? Well, uh, let's, let's see how the second hour goes. Um, we'll see. Not done with the first yet. 
Um, what happened was is that they started to make a profit in the news media. Used to be news people didn't get paid a whole lot. Now news people can make some fucking bank. Especially if you fucking sell your soul and you make it to the national news and you're hosting one of the three, you know, 530 programs. Lester Holt. I mean, I mean, look what happened to look what happened to what's it, uh, who's the guy? Brian Williams. Brian Williams was great until he lied. Dan Rather was awesome until, well, he let politics get in the way, and then he turned into a bag of shit. And when they pay you the millions and millions of dollars, let me just tell you something. In the news industry, especially in the news industry, you don't get this little thing called creative control. It's something that we had in our contract, and I will tell you, creative control is worth more than gold. I love this show that we do here every day because I'm in control of it. I can, I can, I can talk about what we want to talk about. I can talk about what I want to talk about. If you have something you want to talk about, we'll, we can talk about that. I don't have to go over the most popular baby names for a third time this year. And just to let you know, little backstory, that was my most hated thing that we did on another show. Popular baby names for 2012. You want to talk about a waste of airtime. And believe me, I, I know that I waste airtime all the time when I talk about wrestling. I talk about some of the shit that I talk about. I know I'm wasting time, but hey, it's the shit I want to talk about. I don't want to talk about any damn baby names. How Jaden, Aiden, Caden, and Layden were the most popular names from like 2010 until 2017. And news people don't have that. So when the boss comes to them and goes, hey, we want you to tell the story about this balloon that's flying over, and, and it, it's no big deal. That anchor goes, yeah, all right, no big deal. I'm making my $15 million this year. I got an office that has a button on it that locks behind it. Yes, wrestling talk is a waste of time. I have to agree with you. Yeah, well, too bad. It ain't going nowhere. And until we get some actual journalists, and I don't think that's going to happen anytime soon because that's a hard fucking world to get into. I mean, all broadcasting is, I, why, am I not, it, why am I not on radio today? I still know music. Pop culture, nobody's got me beating that. Regular culture, nobody got me beating that. Why? Is it because I curse too much? Well, I can clean that up for the air. Why is it? Because I'm not, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna play their games. They know that. And I've been blackballed. Like it or not, I've been blackballed. When I was, uh, when I, I'll never forget. And, and the reason why I know I'm blackballed is this. And I'll end the break with this. Um, when I was uh, laid off 
which is different from fired, which I still don't know what the fuck the difference is. I was told, man, you know what we're going to do? We're going to scour the intercompany name here. Uh, the company rhymes with Lotus. We're going to scour. We're going we're gonna to find you another job. You don't mind moving away. I was like, no, you know, I, I, if I have to, no, that's, uh, I can go to Arizona. I can go to Vegas. I can do, you know, I can go wherever you want me to go. Because I love doing radio. Two days later, I looked up uh, the job listings. And there were like four or five jobs that I was totally qualified for. Hell, I was overqualified for even more. At Lotus. Well, it rhymes with Lotus radio stations. You know how many calls I got? Experienced morning co-host. That was why one of the job descriptions was experienced morning co-host. I'm looking at a trophy back there that says Broadcasting Hall of Fame. That would be an experienced morning co-host. And it was in the Tucson market. And our GM is like best friends with the T- Tucson GM. Experienced morning. Really? And I didn't get a call. Okay. Fantastic. And that's the way the media works. I'm just here to tell you. Because you're way too good for the radio, blah, blah, thank you. This is better than any radio show. Keep it on. Oh, I'm not going anywhere. Believe me. Believe me. They could come and dump a truckload of money, and I would go, well, let's see. Do I have creative control? Well, no. All right. Well, do I have to? Can I curse? Well, no. Well, the only thing you'd have to fear is if Sirius Radio ever fucking decided to pull their head out of their ass, and instead of hiring celebrities to run radio broadcasts, you actually hire broadcasters. I know it's kooky, isn't it? (laughs) If you were blackballed, we all know what pile of whale shit did behind it, and I hope he gets a... Oh, wait, hold on a second. I have this sound effect right here. Um, I hope you die of ass cancer. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, I got to get my shots in, though, but yes. Oh, yeah, look, it, and, and it took me a while to deal with it. I'm still dealing with it. I, if it didn't bother me, I wouldn't talk about it, right? It bothers me. It bothers me when I drive around the fourth biggest market in the country and my phone isn't hooked up and I have to listen to the fucking local radio. And I know that there was better radio done in the 130th market when I first started broadcasting. Please. It's like they're in hotels, too. All the GMs talk. Oh, yeah. Oh, all the GMs, they do that shit. Yeah, don't, don't even try. Uh, all right, 775-357-FANS is the number. ArnieRadio1 at gmail.com is where you can write the show. We do list or mail on Tuesdays. Brought to you by our friends at JS Floors. Um, uh, Straight Fire, I owed you this one, so here you go, buddy. <laughs> Nowhere 
turn or nowhere to go It makes me feel like sometimes I'm out of control So I'm gonna get wasted with all my country heroes And I'm drinking some George Jones and a little bit of coke Haggerty's in my misery me from home. Hank's giving me those high tides. Cash is gonna sing it low. And I'm here getting wasted just like my country hero.
bright and cloudless morning when the dead in Christ shall rise and the glory of his resurrection shall. When his chosen ones shall gather to their homes beyond the sky and the rolls call him yonder, I'll be there. Talk of all his wondrous love and care And then when all the life is over And our work on earth is done And the road is called him yonder I'll be there When the Fighting in a fog that keeps 
If you don't love it, leave it Let this song I'm singing be warning When you running down my country, man You walking on the fight beside me Joe's got more ass on it than a public toilet. Probably more diseases, too. The Arnie State Show. Call 775-357-FANS. Welcome back to the big show here on a Friday. That is right, Friday. Pro Bowl weekend. Woo! Man, oh, man. Can't wait to get my charcuterie plate. Or charcuterie, I'm sorry. Charcuterie plate out. Oh, and let's not forget the vegetable tray. It's Pro Bowl weekend, baby. God almighty. Oh, man. The NFL, why do they do this to us? Just put the Pro Bowl after the season, like, I don't know, a, a month after the season. Let Just get rid of it. Just play the Super Bowl the week after damn championship games. Lake Tahoe, Joe Murphy, and I, on Thursday and next week, we will be uh, doing all of the Super Bowl talk. Talk about the Kelsey brothers. We'll talk about all the crazy bets. We'll talk about the national anthem. We'll talk about the halftime show being Rihanna. It's going to suck. We'll get all that stuff out next week. Now, stories still from this week. You remember Tommy? Uh, Tommy was on on Monday, and Tommy, uh, look, look. I, I give credit where credits due. Tommy was right about something else, and, and, and you're going to be surprise, surprise, surprise. Tommy said this, and and it turns out it's true. Four of the five Memphis cops charged in the Tyree Nichols death have been disciplined in the past, including for excessive force and failing to respond to complaints. Golly! Better have a gallon of ranch to go with that veggie tray. Oh, at least... You know, we're, we're getting besieged with this Alex Murdaugh murder. I don't know anything about it, but it's the lead story everywhere, as in to say, watch this, don't watch that. Files released by the city of Memphis this week show how officers Demetrius Haley and Emmett Martin were both disciplined twice since 2019. Well, Justin Smith and Desmond Mills were disciplined once during their careers. A fifth cop in the Nichols' death, uh, Darius Bean, had never been reprimanded. Their personal files detail how the four officers were previously reprimanded for a slew of violations, including excessive force, failing to search suspects, failure to issue a report, and failure to maintain proper control of a vehicle. Now, see, here's, here's the, the worst part about all this. this. This horrible story where this young man dies. You know, we heard, we heard a rumor this week that the young man was seeing one of the cops' wives. Turned out not to be true. I, I don't care about any of that. These are guys who use the badge, and they use the badge for evil. Plain and simple. You, you can ask, and, and, and believe me, I, I did ask, you know, why didn't he comply? But it's dark. We can't tell if he's trying to put his head. He, look, the man is is getting beaten within, well, to death. I'd say within an inch of his life, but he got beaten to death. 
He got kicked in the head, which I don't think they do. They don't teach that at any American police um, uh, academies. I don't recall it from the, the Steve Gutenberg, Bubba Smith movies either of the, the, uh, the stomp to the head while he's cuffed. I, I don't recall that. And this comes down to the fact that police work is a thankless job. And there are a lot of people these days that don't want to have a thankless job. So the good people don't apply for police jobs. So then they have to, they have to scale back a little bit and knock down some of the requirements, making it a little easier for people that do want to get in there. And some of these people want to get in there just so they can stomp a fucking mud hole in somebody and walk it dry. I believe that's the case in these four officers. These four officers were uh, uh, were hired, and I think they, they took the requirements and they cut the requirements and have said, okay, well, they fall close enough. I think that's exactly what happened here, and this young man's paying his, with his life for it. If you can't hire enough police, then you know what? You need to go out there and work harder to find them. See, this, this, this is where we are as a society when it comes to shit. And this is why I think I admire athletes so much. Because athletes who want to play at, at major colleges or want to play in the NFL, they do all that extra work. They do what it takes to make it to the league and to stay in the league. I know of a guy personally that I watched train from his senior year in college and we were at his draft party, and he didn't get drafted until the third day. He had five players in that same position get drafted in front of him. And I think he and one other guy are the only two left from that, that draft class in the NFL. And you know why? Because that guy went and did the hard work to stay in the league. Some guys aren't, aren't willing to do it, and it's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. That's not your cup of tea. Find another cup of tea then. It all comes down to, to what you're willing to do. These guys looked huge in the video and it shows the cop got sprayed with pepper spray, had a gallon of water. To me, shows that they worked out. I wonder if they were on roids. I'd be, I mean, they were pretty big dudes. And this guy got the shit beat out of him. By four guys that probably, let's tell the truth, four guys that probably should have never been cops. I'll say it. But when you're in a town like Memphis, and Memphis is notoriously a very violent city, especially after dark, um, it's hard to get police to go there. You've got to make it worth their while. But, hey, if you can't, then this is what you're going to get. And all these government agencies that want to defund the police, this is what you're going to get. When you defund the police, these are the kind of officers you'll be able to hire. And then you'll go out and march in your little streets and you'll fucking burn buildings down and say, defund the police more. Okay, then you're going to get even worse people. Now, I'm not saying pay them through the roof and all this kind of stuff, but 
you get quality you you can get a more quality person if the pay is adequate to them risking their lives day in and day out do i think they should become rich no the oldest rule of economics the number one rule you get what you pay for I.e., if you order anything from Wish, you're going to get shit. I got to do some checking, but I think that Wish is the Chinese word for shit. And we've all ordered something or other from Wish thinking, oh, this is a good idea. And then we get it and we go, wow, that was a terrible idea. Look what flew over me this morning. Oh, wait. Oh, no. Did you get it? Oh, did you get the? Oh, good. Chinese say balloon is a civilian airship used primarily for weather observations. Well, tell them to land it. This is over in Nebraska City. God damn, boy, they're just letting this thing go. It's moving. It's a weather balloon because that's what we'd say if we got caught over there. Hunter Biden is accused of intimidation as it's revealed he was hit with a $75,000 lawsuit by the laptop repairman five days before he demanded the Department of Justice prosecute anyone who shared his hard drive. That's fantastic. That's good stuff right there. I love it. All right, so the, the Memphis cops were bad guys. There's, there's a shocker. Uh, Gavin Newsom... Our favorite governor, you know, the, the asshole that said this right here. Clean and sober is one of the biggest damn mistakes this country's ever made. I know it's a hold-your-hand idealistic point of view that somehow magically, I mean, God bless some of you. I, if you're like me, I've been known to have a glass of wine at night watching some of the nightly news. Uh, we all need to self-medicate periodically. Chinese word of shit is la shia. Well, that should be the Wish website. Here is the governor uh, responding to the Second Amendment. Recently, to Noro. We found the governor here in Monterey Park, not far from the dance studio where at least 11 were killed. Nothing about this is surprising. Everything about this is infuriating. California has the strictest gun laws in the U.S. That's weird. I mean, the, the Second Amendment is becoming a suicide pact. But there's many people in this country that support the Second I, Amendment I, I support, and, our, and our lawful gun owners. Yeah, I have great respect. I have no ideological opposition to someone reasonably and responsibly owning firearms and getting background checks and being trained. The Second Amendment is a suicide pact, he says. A district attorney says Gavin Newsom has blood on his hands for the death of a police officer. Uh, Gonzalo Carrasco Jr., a 24-year-old officer with the Selma Police Department, was allegedly gunned down by a released convict. On the job Tuesday, authorities identified the suspect as 23-year-old Nathaniel Dixon and said he was serving on a probation as part of California's AB 109 law. Fresno County District Attorney Lisa Smithcamp blamed Newsom for Carrasco's death, as well as every legislator in the, uh, California who supports this overreaching phenomenon they try to disguise as critical reform. 
He was sentenced to five years and four months in prison in March of 2022 for charges related to robbery, weapons, and drugs. However, because the law that passed a few years that gave additional credits, time serving jail, new laws which allow arbitrary accelerated time credits, this guy who was in prison for guns and robbery gets out early and guns down a cop. It does look like a weather balloon. The Chinese have spy uh, satellites, same as us. I don't think that this is actually a spy balloon. This smells like a distraction news story to me. What do they want us to see? Um, if the unnamed balloon was for research only, a weather balloon, as they say, why would they not immediately, as soon as it began to veer off course, why did they not notify us immediately about the rogue weather balloon? China didn't say anything till we noticed it and then said something. Not a sign. It's mismanaged weather balloon. Yeah. Newsom was uh, asked to respond to the district attorney's uh, statements. And he goes, she should blame herself. I've been listening to this from years from her. She has uh, the prosecutorial direct discretion. Ask her what she did in terms of prosecuting that case. I'm sick and tired of being lectured by her on public safety. Sick and tired. It sounds like the, it sounds like the job's starting to get to Gavin a little bit. Is he getting a little frustrated? Is he getting a little mad that, that Nancy didn't give her seat over to him? Hmm. It sounds like the governor's feeling a little froggy. Well, pal, if you want to jump, come on. Come on. Because let me just tell you, I wouldn't want to, to fight you over your, your policies or anything like that. I want to fight you over this. Clean and sober is one of the biggest damn mistakes this country's ever made. Well, it saved my daddy's life, and it saved my life, and it saved millions of people's lives getting clean and sober. So I tell you what, how about we all come and meet you, and you can tell us exactly what self-medicating means to you as people are dying of overdoses on your streets in San Francisco. On your watch. Uh, the balloon conveniently went over the Malstrom Air Force Base, and it's on course to go over the, the Minot Air Force Base in North Dakota. Yeah. I'm sorry, but bad people are bad people. This guy would have done it if he was let out early or finished his sentence. Well, here's the thing. Eventually, yes. But maybe not to that officer. Maybe it was another maybe it's another officer. Maybe it's somebody else that he ends up killing. Yes, you're right, he's going to kill again. You're absolutely you're a hundred percent correct there. But what's the point? This is the this is the thing I, I just don't understand anymore. How do we take American laws seriously anymore? Why are there people in US prisons on marijuana charges? We just went out of our way to free an American over in Russia on marijuana charges. Where they're a lot stricter over there. They don't have any places where, where marijuana is legalized in Russia. Marijuana, bad over there. Hell, here we have, what, 20, 30 states that it's legal in now? Something like that? Some form of it? 
Why are there still people in prison for it? In states where it's legal, i.e. California. They don't want reform. They want more money. They want to make money on these prisoners. Look, man, y- y'all, y'all can believe what you want and, 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 and everything, and, and I'll be there for you, and I'll tell you. But when it comes down to it, it all depends on one thing and one thing only, and that is the color green. Uh, let's see. Sobriety may not be for everybody, but sobriety is generally good for society overall, yeah. These early releases have been a plague on Fresno. Our cops do a fantastic job putting these scumbags in jail. And over and over, they get let out over and over. Uh, The guy I almost killed trying to break into my house and attack my family, that piece of shit was let out immediately to do more crimes. Fuck. Not only are people being released from prison early, but they have this zero bail to where you go out, and we've already heard crime after crime after that happening. Been to that shithole called San Francisco lately? You need to be high to ignore the stench. Fuck Gavin Newsom. It's weird to think back when I was a teenager and terrified of the cops finding weed on me, right? And you say, well, why does it come down to green? Well, it comes down to green to this. These prisons are not run by the federal government. These prisons are usually not run by the states. They can be state prisons and all that, but they're all a part of a big prison system. And that prison system makes money. Now that you've got enough bleeding hearts out there that have looked and seen the overcrowding problems and things like this, they want them to build more prisons. And we have this, I believe, this is just a theory that I believe in my own head. I believe we're letting all these people out, these repeat offenders out, all the time, these no-bail releases, because we have not had the time to build enough of these fucking for-profit prisons yet. I mean, you have dilapidated things like San Quentin. It's just falling apart left and right, and that's overcrowded as shit. And by the way, by the way, real quick, um, I don't care. I don't care that it's a fucking terrible place. You know, I heard a story about that Chrisley fella. You know, the, 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 the fruit that's on TV who pretends to be, he's like super macho man and, and nailing his fat wife and producing another ugly kid like Savannah. I heard they're fixing to move him out of the prison he's in because he complains too much. He complains that it's too dirty. Well, let me, this is where I would, I would love to be a prison guard. Because I would cut wrestling promos on these people before I beat the dog shit out of them. Yes, I'm telling you this is why it wouldn't be a good idea for Arnie States to be a prison guard. Because I would beat the holy hell out of fucking prisoners. Todd Crisley comes up to me and wants something clean. I'm going to make him clean it with his fucking toothbrush. Speaking of prisons, I'm caught up on Mayor of Kingstown. What a great show. How about the death in that one episode in like the first ten minutes? The sunroof death. That's all I'm going to say is the sunroof death. I'm not going to explain anymore. Holy shit, that was awesome. Fucking, uh, fuck the bleeding hearts. They're the ones that have so many issues because they think everyone needs multiple chances to not fuck up. See, and, and here's the other, like, 
you, you can put the bleeding hearts and you can say they're liberals, but they're not all liberals. There's a lot of people that, that go to church and they, they want to believe that the, the best is in people. I'm here to tell you, there are bad people out there. There are bad fucking eggs. All right? That's all. Maybe you got a, a shit lot in life early on. I don't know. Because everybody's got a story. And you didn't right the wrongs and you decided to, to take the easy way and just rob people and do that. Hey, that's your choice, that thing. But you broke the law. You took somebody's rights away from them. And I think you should go to prison. And if you get butt raped in prison, hey. The reason why I don't go around savagely beating people is because I'd end up in prison. And let me just tell you, I'm going to get fucking probably passed around. I'm going to fucking take a, a, a nail gun and I'm nailing my false teeth in my mouth. Because if they find out I have false teeth in prison, I am the most popular prisoner in the fucking yard. Side question, does the senator of Montana or governor have the authority to protect the state as they see fit? Meaning, can those two decide, uh, let's shoot this bitch down? Or is this... No, I don't think... Uh, over the skies, I don't think that the governors can do that. And and I don't think li- like, like a lot of uh, states have like... Uh, I, I know they have the their whatever, their National Guard and stuff, but I don't know if they really have planes to do that. So that that's a good question. Uh, in Korea, uh, prisons, you have to bring your own food. You have your family bring you food. If you don't uh, fight other people for their food or starve, I love we should do that here. Amen. Oh, no, I know bleeding hearts run across both parties. I've seen them all, yeah. I mean, you grow your own food, okay. Speaking of butt sex, did Donor figure out uh, how to use the butthole to make money before he gets free time? Oh. Oh, V-Coop, don't get me started. Oh. Oh, God. See, I'm I, I'm trying to be the, the cool one, the cool-headed one in the house right now, and it's very, very hard. But all I know is that it's all self-defense for me from now on because, well, we've got it that I was threatened. So, yeah. Uh, well, the, the watch is on. Uh, he, he, little Roscoe's there from 10 to 6 today. So uh, he did pick him up, and uh, he, had, he had the stones to walk in the driveway. I thought about walking out there, but I didn't. I was in the middle of the show. Uh, we'll see how long he keeps him. Yes, the, he can make a lot of money from the butthole if he wants to. Um, speaking of making money from the butthole, Alec Baldwin. Whoa, boy, I tell you what, Alec Baldwin has got zero fucks to give. Alec Baldwin guns down a cinematographer. By the way, that's the new way I'm going to phrase it from now on. I'm not going to say accidentally shot. I'm going to say Alec Baldwin gunned down a cinematographer. And you know what? He don't even care. He and his wife, who's doing some kind of strange, weird Mexican accent, but nobody's calling her out on it, weird, um, visit a private club for poker night just hours after the star was formally charged with involuntary manslaughter. So, so he and his wife, they're, they're sitting there trying to figure out their defense. Oh, shit, we've got poker night tonight. We better go. 
What the fuck? That balloon is probably over Arkansas by now. Those motherfuckers will shoot it down. Well, I tell you what, if that if that thing cross if that balloon crosses over into Louisiana, I don't know, is it duck season yet? If it's duck season, that thing's coming down. I read the child support Facebook post yesterday. Uh, well done, Braddy. I think the problems with prisons is that they are too nice and accommodating. People to prison get out and do everything in their power to get back in. Make prison hell, solitary confinement, a box with a toilet and a rubber mat. Get a bowl of slop shoved in your door and never see the light of day. After serving a sentence in my prison, people would do everything in their power to stay the fuck out of prison. Here's the problem. And, 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 and I understand where, especially, Christopher, you are coming from. If you do that to all the prisoners, you got to do If you do it to all the prisoners, I, I'll support you. Problem is, some of those people will get back into society. And if you put them in a hole for five years and fed them nothing but slop and didn't see the sun, they will not be fit for society again, and they that that's why they'll come back, because you've broken them as a human being. And I'm not saying that's wrong. Uh, for lifers, fuck yeah, break them down. Problem is that not everybody in prison. I, I, I honestly think that we need to restructure the entire prison system from the ground up. And I know that we have prisons like Pelican Bay and, and, and all these super maxes where we put the worst of the worst. Well, how about we have a murderers-only prison? See, because the problem I see, and, and I only see this because of movies and TV, so I could be well off, way off here. But what I see is here is there's a ranking system in prison. which means there's a structure and there's going to be some sort of leadership. First of all, that shouldn't be happening. If we put all the murderers in the same jail, they've all committed the same crimes, yeah, you're still going to see some hierarchy in there, but it's between murderers, and they'll fucking probably try to kill each other to get to that hierarchy. The rapist and the pedophile, that, that prison, see, this is the problem is that you'd have to build them their own. And they're not going to get any better. They're just going to share stories about kids and people they diddled, and, and that's wrong. Personally, what I think is that the pedophiles and the rapists, they should be the fodder in the murderer's prison. Like, if the murderers want to take something out on somebody, take it out on them. If you can survive that, then you can go back into public survival. Let me give props to the donor for manning up today and taking his son. He has, uh, he's more grown up and credit for. He showed up today. That's something, no, he doesn't get an award for being there for his kid, but it should be noted he did show up more than my firstborn father ever did, ever. Well, it, look, look. He only showed up because of that post. We'll see. We'll, we'll, we'll see. I'll, I'll give you an update. Uh, by the way, um, it will be about 4 o'clock that that he keeps him, even though he's scheduled till six because he has to go to the gym because the gym is more important than his child. Put the murderers and pedophiles together. 
I don't feel that uh, that was appropriate to be putting that conversation on blast. Facebook, regardless of your situation between your daughter's ex and you, I don't know both sides of the story, but that is, uh, hey, I didn't put it out there. It wasn't me. Uh, Escape from New York time. Build the wall. I agree with that totally. Totally build the wall. No, I can't really do the update update. Uh, I, I'm, wait, I'm, I'm waiting out of respect to, to everybody involved. Yep, there it is. Now, now wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. We're, we're putting a break on this right now. No. Mm-mm. 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 Nope. Nope, 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 nope. I'll end the show. We know what's going on, and, and and I appreciate y'all 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 saying what you're saying, but we aren't going to get into this on on the back and forth here. And this, uh, one of the reasons why I'm not doing an update, because I don't want the show to turn into that. Because we know what the truth is, and that post yesterday, that's what I would call truth. No. We'll take a break here. 775-357-FANS, ArnieRadio1 at gmail.com.
Let's go ahead and get this all out of the way because I can't focus on the show. This is this has become a distraction. So I will tell you the entire truth. This is the entire truth. The truth is this. The do- the, the the donor is a scumbag. He's a complete and utter scumbag. First, last, on it, the end. He's somebody who duped another human being who was going through a tremendous tragedy in her life. And he scooped on in because he heard a word. And that word was inheritance. We all know what, what is standard when it comes to getting engaged in doing things like that. We all know. We all want to hear the story, the engagement story. Um, let me tell you the engagement story. The engagement story is we went to go see a terrible Adam Sandler movie. And he decided that there in the parking lot, he was just going to say, hey, real quick, before the movie starts, you want to do this? A movie theater they've never been to before. Inheritance. He talks to this young lady who's hurting because she just lost her father. Her mother at the time is is having a hard time, but she is getting through it. And I'm watching this all happen in front of me. And this guy dupes this girl into moving to Florida saying, oh, this part of Florida doesn't have hurricanes, which... Real quick, that that was one of my first. Wait a second. Um, but she went. Why? Because well, she's married to him now. Now there was some some stuff that was happening, and when we figured out, you know, we we knew that that he wanted to have a bunch of kids. He wanted to tie himself to her. For a long time. We knew that through things that he said. Wanted to have 10 kids. 10 kids. And he's going to get out of the, the Marines. And he's going to become a, uh, a police officer. He's going to get out of the Marine Corps, a place that wouldn't even deploy him because he was not deployable, which I still don't know what the answer to that is. Does that mean he's going to turn on his own troops because, well, we won't even send him over there to be fucking, you know, gun fodder for whatever we're taking on? Mother, his mother's a, a form, his grandmother's a former prostitute. His mother was a stripper who's been married like seven times, and she has like eight kids with like six different men. So this young man is a product of his own system. Lo and behold, they become pregnant. <coughs> And I'll never forget, I was sitting, I woke up, 
came out to my chair, put a dip in, and I'm told at that point that they're coming to live with us. And I still, I still give Braddy a hard time about this, and rightfully so, because I was told they were coming to live here. There was no asking. They said they're moving here. I was like, okay. Uh, and this was like November 20th. And I said, okay, when are they going to be here? Oh, they'll be here by Christmas. I was like, holy shit. Um, so, uh, so lo and behold, they move here. And we, uh, you know, of course, you know, we went, well, what, what are the plans? Well, the girl's going to go to school. She's going to work. Now she's pregnant. She's going to take care of the kid. When she has a kid, she's going to take care of the kid, work, and go to school. We asked this young man, well, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking about, you know, the police academy. Oh, you're doing this again. Even though for the last year you haven't done anything except in, in two years have had six jobs, five jobs. I'm sorry, five, at that time, five. Five jobs in about a year and a half. Five. Okay. And Braddy Kid, out of the goodness of her heart, went out of her way. Get hit with uh, a job at the same store she works at. He was working overnights, and he, he had a chance, actually, to become um, kind of a lead, kind of a, 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 a night lead in one of the departments. Well, that is until they caught him, you know, in the bathroom playing video games and not doing his job. And, and I have to tell you, the stuff that I don't talk about on this show would fill up so much airtime. I could do this. I could do a nine-hour show with just the stories I hear from that grocery store alone. I don't know what's happened to our society and our world where people can no-call and no-show and not even be reprimanded for it. It it befuddles me. It truly befuddles me. You can talk back to the manager. You can spit on the floor. You can pretty much do whatever you want, and you ain't going to get fired from there. Well, guess what? Somebody got fired from there. I'm not going to say who, but you know who. And we see this pattern starting to develop that, I, and I honestly, I, I don't know about y'all. I don't know if this is a personal thing, and, and please tell me if I'm wrong about this. Um, when we were 21, did we sleep for, or 21 to 25, did we sleep for like 20 hours a day? Now, th- this is before baby and stuff like that. Did, did we sleep? I, I remember having shit to do and like going out and having fun. Is that part of Florida Parts Unknown? Yeah. Uh, TRICARE would help take care of that. Oh, wait, he got discharged. Yeah, he wants to redeem himself, give him a jet pack, and pin it to the Chinese balloon. I know someone at my old job had 10, no show, no calls in six months, and stills there. Yeah. So, um, by the way, Stackcar, I don't know if you were listening yesterday, but uh, here in Rockwall, Texas, the ice was so bad, the 7-Eleven closed. Holy shit. In college, I slept a full night only if I blacked out drunk for a day. Yeah, at 21, you, know, you were up for 20 hours, not asleep. Yeah, I, I, that's what I always thought, but okay. And if he wasn't asleep, he was playing video games. By the way, not really 
Oh, oh, this this is one of my favorite stories I've never told you. So since I'm letting it all out here, this is one of my favorites. Uh, Brad Kid went to work, and she was going to make enchiladas for dinner. And and I've said this a lot of times. Her enchiladas are fucking phenomenal. And uh, she got done at work. She came home. She busted her ass making this dinner. It's family dinner. Braddy, me, spawn, donor, slash scumbag. And uh, he didn't come out. He was in his room. And I, I, I asked, I said, uh, it, w- it was Christmas dinner. Yes, it was Christmas dinner. And I said, well, well wh- wh- where's, where, where's donor? Oh, he's playing video games right now. He, he's doing what? He, pardon me. He, he's doing what at Christmas dinner? That your mom just bust her ass making, and that was allowed to happen. I was told Arnie just, just, just. I was like, okay, okay. See, I, I, I held my tongue back for so long on this. So many things. Couldn't be bothered to be a part of the household. He couldn't, one, one, one day during the show, even, I had to take care of this during a commercial break. The spawn, they changed your schedule. Well, and it freaked her out because she was late for work and she's a person that doesn't like to, to miss work or anything like that. She's a responsible human being. And she was crying. She thought she'd lost her job. And she's hormonal at the time because she was probably about four or five months pregnant then. And he's standing there laughing at her. This is the only time I ever poked my nose in because I, I, I saw what good it didn't do. I said, what are you doing? I said, you need to put your arm around her and console her. She's carrying your baby right now, and she's freaking out. You need to tell her it's going to be okay. And he kind of half-assed did that, which I knew right then and there, okay, this kid's not even open for any kind of coaching. And we would have conversations with him. He'd always have an answer for everything. He's one of those people that always had an answer, meaning he's not listening to you. He's formulating, which means he doesn't respect you. I said, okay. So I stopped. I stopped putting my two cents in about him because he's a lost cause. And then when all the shit fucking finally happened and the shit hit the fan and he wasn't happy, he didn't want to live here. He wanted to move out and live in an apartment because he didn't like the fact that they had to. He had one job in this house. One job. One fucking job. At the time, we had two dogs and they had two dogs. Now, if you were to look at the two dogs side by side, we had a corgi and a French Mastiff. And it's like the fucking, they were, they were trained by the dog whisperer. And Bubba's one of the dumbest dogs I've ever had. But he knows not to shit in the house. He knows not to chew shit up. And he doesn't. He knows not to take food off the table. Their dogs don't. But okay, whatever. Your one job is you got to clean up dog shit. 
the the rent was damn cheap here, including cable and computer and hot water and electricity and garbage and fucking food. All you got to do is clean up the shit, man. It's not a fun job, but hey, you're low man on the totem pole. She's pregnant. She ain't going to be out there. Oh, by the way, uh, yeah, this also was a thing, is that she would have to sometimes, and this this happened one time and one time only because me as a man could not stand up for this. When his wife was nine months pregnant, nine months pregnant, he needed the car so bad to go to his $7 an hour job that her $14 hour dollar job that she had to go to was only a half mile away. He made her walk home at 1 o'clock in the morning. Once again, he made her walk home at 1 o'clock in the morning. I didn't think he'd do it, and that's the only reason why it happened once. Because then, guess who you would set his alarm and go get her? That's right, me. Why? Because that's what men do. This is a guy who did a stint in the Marine Corps, and he's letting his wife walk home nine months pregnant. And you want anybody wants to have a cause with him? He knocks her up. The baby's born. And let's say I, I'll say that he paid attention to him for I don't know a day, maybe two. And then it was back to video games. This clown sounds like he never had chores or expected responsibilities growing up. That's why we give our kids chores and chores to crack the whip on homework. That's why we teach them to cook and clean for themselves so nobody around, they can do their fucking jobs. I wonder what kind of father he'll be. Well, he ain't going to be one. I'm just telling you right now. So uh, let me continue the entire story now. Because I'll be damned if anybody says anything bad about Braddy Kidd and that rant yesterday. Yeah, look, look, I'm going to say it right now. She knows that I probably wasn't the happiest with that rant. But this is a woman who's had to watch her only daughter go through this. I want you to put yourself in her position and think about your child having to go through this. And having a fucking warlock just ready to fucking go at her moment's notice, but she says no and holds me back. Not only did he make her walk to work or walk home from work once, did he ever say thank you for anything? The answer is no. Hey, thank you for picking up my pregnant wife last night. Now, yes, he was at his job, but you know what? He could have figured something out. Maybe this, maybe this. Maybe come to me and go, hey, um, do you think you can give me a ride to work? I'm going to let um, the spawn take the car so she doesn't have to walk home, and then she can pick me up in the morning. Hey, no problem. No problem. Come to me and ask me a question like that, no problem. I can help you out. Absolutely, I'll give you a ride to work. You don't say thank you, though. We're going to have a problem. Never did that. So then he researches finally after about being out of the military for two years to figure out how to get his GI Bill, and he finally gets that. 
and he starts going to school. Now, this is my favorite part. Um, Brad Kid got to brag the other day about her daughter, who works a, a full-time schedule, who is a new mom. And there's, there's one story that I'm leaving until the end. Um, is a new mom, works full-time, and is going to school full-time. I know it's online, but still, it counts, right? She made the dean's list. Now, while he was going to school, he didn't have time because of either video games or sleep to do his homework. And yes, that meant the spawn did his homework for him sometimes. Now, I've never wanted kids. Um, I avoided it at all costs in my time of whoring it up during my 20s and 30s. I didn't want kids. Never wanted them. Why? Because well, I'm too selfish. I want all the attention. I don't want the attention taken away from me. I'll, I'll tell you the truth. And then old Roscoe was born. And I'll tell you right now, I love that little kid like he was my own bloodline. I do. I think I, I, when he laughs, it just makes my day. I still have not changed a shitty diaper, and I will not change a shitty diaper because he is not genetically encoded to me, so no thanks. But I will do everything I can in my power to keep that boy protected. I will, I will, I will be happy to teach him how to throw a ball. And I think that was evident a couple weeks ago. It was Friday night. It was about 7.30. I was just really getting into SmackDown. All of a sudden, Brad Kid comes storming in. Something's wrong, something's wrong, something's wrong. Little Roscoe had a, a aspirated or what, whatever. And... Uh, was having a hard time breathing. So I said, all right, let's go. Found a, found a dock-in-the-box place that was open. Still. Took him there. Now, if y'all know anything about me, no, it's not Grandpa Arnie, because I, I know genetically I can't take that. It's not mine. Grandpa is not mine, and I respect Brad Kid's husband too much to, to, to call him. I'm not Grandpa. I'm Mr. Arnie. Um, but we ran him to the doctor's office, and if you know anything about me, you know that if I go out in public, there's a, there's the, and, and I've been recognized here, and it, it's fantastic, and I love it, and, and that's my vain side. My vanity is one of my big flaws, and I know I'm fat and everything, but hey, I'm vain about it, and there's one thing I will never do when I go out in public, and that's go out in public without my teeth. Well, needless to say, about, uh, about halfway through our dock-in-the-box experience, I realized I didn't want to have my teeth in. So I pretty much stopped talking. Mr. Arnie. Mr. Arnie is what we're going with. 
not Papa Arnie, nothing like that. It's Mr. Arnie. So then fire department shows up because they, they called 911. Whenever there's an infant, they call 911. Doctors looking at him. Fire department shows up. EMS shows up. And they say, look, we recommend you take him to the ER. Okay, no problem. Um, we, we, we drive him to the ER and we sit there. It's an ER on Friday night. Now, granted, it's in Rockwall, Texas, so I ain't that busy. But it still takes time. It's the ER. Now, mind you, we've called uh, the, the, the spawn. She was out with friends, but she immediately turned around. And we called the donor, who was, had about, I, I don't know how much time he had left at work. but and, and this is the question that I had in my head, and I've never asked this on the air because, well, I, I don't really want the answer because I know the answer. Grand Arnisius. Ooh, man, oh, man. That one, that, I like Grand Arnisius. Maybe, 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 how about Lord Arnisius? I, I, I could go with that one. Oh, uh, you, no, you, you don't know. Um, but uh, it, it, you didn't disrespect there, Cowboys Grow. It's okay. Um. Let me ask you, ass family. If your newborn son was rushed to the hospital, uh, this is a stupid question for me to ask, but I've got the Jeopardy music. If your newborn son, who's barely six months old, is rushed to the hospital with breathing problems, would you go? says if you're stepping up to the plate you deserve more than just mister in my opinion i appreciate that but uh that was something that my dad had me call all his friends was mister something and that to me was the ultimate sign of respect was calling and and to this day i i, I still haven't seen his his best friend and I, I it's hard for me to see him because i know we'll talk a lot about dad and this is the way i get uh but i still to this day as a 52 year old man i call another man mr jim and his wife's name is Miss Karen. That, to me, is the ultimate show. So if he calls me Mr. Arnie, then, then that's good enough. Um, Straight Fire says, I'm leaving yesterday. Cowboys Girl says, I'd be there. Ogre says, does a Catholic bear shit popes in the woods? V. Coop says, I'd be the one taking him. Derek says, I'd be the one driving. Timmy and Nicole say, uh, oh, wait, I got a sound effect for this one. Uh, this is a good one right here. Um, if my newborn son was rushed to the hospital, I'd be running red lights to be there. Uh, there's nothing that would keep me away from my baby. Um, I'd be out of work so fast people would look like, <laughs> look at that fat man run. I'd beat him to the hospital. Douglas says, you know my answer. Alicia says, I'm going. I wouldn't even ask to leave. I'm there pronto in a heartbeat. I have two boys. Nothing would stop me from being there with, I would kill for them. 
It's not even a question. Of course I would. I'd drive at speeds that would kill Paul Walker, even if it's my own hospital. You call work after you get to the yard and say, go ahead, fire me. My infant might be dying. Uh, let's see. What about Sir Arnie? Uh, Ogre's laughing. Yes. And, and, and here's the thing. I sat out in the waiting area. Brad a kid and Roscoe back there. Mama showed up. She showed up like five minutes after we got there. So she was she was rushing to get there. We were there for a couple hours and then Roscoe spent the night. And guess who didn't even see him? that would kill Paul Walker. That had me laugh my ass off there. I'd take my whole FedEx truck and park it right in front. Donald, you work at FedEx? I I, I like FedEx. I, I ain't got a problem with FedEx. I got a problem with the other delivery places. UPS and, and, and this bullshit that UPS does with the mail service where UPS delivers it to the mail and then they deliver it to your house, I don't care for that. We're going to talk about changing that next week. Um, in that situation, I think that the work would understand that your newborn is being rushed to the hospital. Um, is Roscoe a street name or a real name? Because I like that name a lot. Well, that, that that's not his real name, but that's what I call him. He looks up when I go, hey, Roscoe, what's up, motherfucker? That's how we talk to each other. Me and me and Roscoe are tight. So he he's sitting on the ground. He's sitting up last night. I'm like, you need to learn how to stand up, man. He's just looking at me drooling all over the place. And I'm like, he starts to whine a little bit. I'm like, don't be a pussy. Fucking stand up. He still hasn't stood up, but you know. Um, what's more important? I I, I guess. Oh, and by the way, he's he's now uh, he's working to be a, an assistant. And this is not a joke. Look, I know I'm I'm a funny guy and everything, but sometimes life is even funnier. This man who and and I've learned the hard way with real Marines that there's no such thing as former Marines, but they've they've all given me the pass on this guy because I've talked to a lot of them. Um, this former Marine now is working to become an assistant manager at Taco Bell. I'm not kidding. That's not a joke. Now, look, look, look here. I don't, I don't, I, I don't shit on people for having jobs because they're working. They could be out there getting handouts, and I, I, I give it up to that. But. To go from the Marine Corps to trying to become assistant manager at Taco Bell. Do you think you're not going to get another opportunity like that in case you rush off to your child's bedside at a hospital? Now I'm going to bring this home. And I'm going to end this show way early today because this is taking a lot out of me. 
because it angers me so much. It enrages me. It, 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 it truly makes me really think bad thoughts. Last weekend. Now, now look, this has been ugly from, from day one. And I have to say that he's made it that way because he is not willing to do anything. And I know that you could you could probably hear. Uh, look, I, I, if he had the balls to come on this show, I would love to give his, love to have him give his side. And I would call him out every time he lied, every single time. But the problem is, is he's not allowed to step foot in our home. Because if he steps foot in our home, something bad's going to happen. And that happened last week. When he decided to say that he was, quote, too tired to parent. And then I had to console the spawn, who was a crying mess because she's upset. She thinks that she's let her child down with this guy as a father. And I had to console her. And I don't mind doing that. And then a half hour later, he just shows up out of the clear blue sky saying he was going to show up at noon but showed up at 11 even though he was supposed to be there at 10. And he shows up with his roommate who doesn't have car insurance driving his car. Spawn goes out there and says, I'm not going to put my child in a car with a driver who doesn't have insurance. And she has every right to say that as a mother. So they sit in our driveway for a little while, and they switch car seats. Now, he was too tired to be a parent, which means he's obviously too tired to drive, and he was too tired to drive, so he had somebody else drive him to this house, and they only live like four miles away. And I said, so you're driving now? You're, you're not going to switch back? I said, you know what would happen? And this is, this, this is the truth right here. I said, do you know what would happen if he got into an accident and he doesn't have insurance? He looked at me with detest in his eyes and face and said, I don't care. I don't care. You don't care if somebody, if your child's in a car accident and then you have to end up paying for everything? You don't care? When he said, I don't care, I looked at him and said, okay, well, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll document this for the courts and we'll take care of the baby today. You guys can go. And that's all I said. He backs out and he calls the spawn. Oh, I came out there menacing us, menacing. Now, hold on a second. Let, let me, let me, let me really quick do this. Let me find out what the the new term menacing, menacing, suggesting the presence of danger, threatening. Now, let me just say, let, uh, let me say to the donor, thank you. 
thank you for thinking that me walking out in a pair of basketball shorts and a Dudley's Boy t-shirt barefoot is menacing. Hell, I'm, I'm surprised you even got that word all out. It's a three-syllable. And then he said, Arnie threatened us. And the spawn asked, how did Arnie threaten? Well, he said he was going to document it for the court. That's not a threat. Well, first of all, it's a promise. Secondly, what, what kind of threat is that? And then somebody decided to put their little big boy pants on. Or at least little big boy pants they think they got on. Now you can hear the giddiness in my voice, and this is why not allowed in the house. He says, I'll punch him right in the face. I'll knock him on his fat ass. Now, usually I don't mind when people call me fat, but but to knock me, my ass is not fat. I got, I got to tell you, I got a pretty handsome ass. I got a pretty muscular ass. It is not fat. And he said he's going to knock me on my fat ass. Needless to say, the police had been called, and we did register that. And I asked the officer, I said, you know, since he threatened me now, pretty much it's all self-defense, right? He goes, well, technically. I said, that's all I need. Dare you step in this fucking house. Oh, 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 man. I'm, we're, we're, talk, we're talking silence of lamb shit. That's how bad it is. Oh, man. Being tired is no excuse. Tardiness is infuriating. Oh, beyond infuriating. Not gay says living a soap opera sucks, but that's life. All about choices. Yeah. Timmy Nicole says, I know that I appreciate you taking the time to give us the whole story. It's a sad story, and I applaud you all for being uh, the best for little Roscoe, making up for the donor's inability to be a man slash father. It just means he's afraid of you. Oh, he should be. Oh, Oh, he should, he should be terrified of the sick shit that goes through my fucking brain. Straight Fire says, fuck around and find out. I don't know angry Arnie is pretty intimidating. I wouldn't fuck with you if you were angry. I was not angry. I didn't go out there. I, honestly, I swear to God, and you can ask to spawn this, this was the voice that I used when I talked to him. I did not use angry Arnie voice. Believe, now, let me just say this. There was, a, there was a point where I thought about fucking, just fucking sucker punching the shit out of him. I, I thought about it, and I thought, no, that would not be good. And I've tried to hold back and updates and things like this, and yesterday was just a, a back and forth between two people that don't like each other, and one has reason, and the other one is a piece of shit. Please tell me I'm not alone in that uh, immediate, well-painted visual. Arnie's ass is well-built. <laughs> Arnie, unless you yell, Devon, get the tables, that wasn't a real threat. Punch you in the face and knock you on your fat ass. Good luck, Scooter. Oh, yeah. Look, you better bring a fucking sack lunch because I'm an all-day fucking job. Donor shows up and hears Bubba sick balls. I haven't gotten sleep in 12 years. Fuck him. Okay, I made the assumption. Sorry. 
If any hetero man needs a, a palate cleanser, here's a bunch of Paige Van Dant bathing suit pics in Mexico. Thank you. Yeah, I, I mean, just look, look. To, to, to be just a, a total loser, I ain't got a problem with it. Uh, I still think there's some things no need. Well, here's the thing. Just my, I, I, I appreciate it. And look, I didn't say any of those things. This is something that when Braddy Kid, if you want to have Braddy Kid on the show, I'll have her on the show next week and explain. She's at a point of fucking frustration. I want you to all, and, and Hot Mama, I want you to think about this. You have a daughter, and I want I want you to think about if your daughter, look, look, you've got two sons, too, that would kick the shit out of anybody that would fuck with your daughter. I get that. But you got a daughter, and you, I want you to, to think about how she was treated badly. And I can understand and this is why I, I didn't make a big deal about it. And I was sitting right next to her. She's going back and forth. And I, she could tell probably that I wasn't really too keen of the idea. But, hey, I'm not going to tell her not to because this is her. She's got to get it out somehow. Derek says, what an idiot. Arnie can crack walnuts with his ass, right? Probably. Welcome to Arnie's tight-ass show. Maybe one day I'll, I'll just have the camera on my ass the entire time. But uh, but the back and forth, look, look. Y'all can think whatever y'all want to think. Y'all can feel whatever y'all want to feel. I'm on Braddy's side 100%, 110% if that was humanly possible because I know that she's reached a point where she's just – completely frustrated and you want to know what the frustrating part is i'm going to tell you what the frustrating part is this is the frustrating part and i understand and this is a lesson we're only six months into it so this is still new but the spawn is a 21 year old who wants to do and live 21 year old things now, we all know that, hey, in, in the big scope of things, we know that she has to sack it up and understand that being a 21-year-old with a, with a kid is a different story. But, hey, she's got to learn that. And it's six months. Here's where Braddy Kid is. Braddy Kid works full-time. A job that's... Not too, too hard on her, but it, it's hard enough. She has to deal with a bunch of dummy, idiots, fucking scumbags that she works with. she got to deal with that. she got to deal with stupid teenagers that are working there. she got to deal with all that stuff. Do you know who watches Roscoe when the spawn has to go to work? Because the spawn still has to work. Has to go to school. You know who watches him? Because it ain't you-know-who. He can barely be troubled to do it two days out of the week. It's Brad Kid. During the week, Brad Kid watches Roscoe anywhere between 40 and 56 hours a week.
if you want to know what yesterday was, yesterday was somebody who's near the breaking point. That's what it was. Uh, no, he's uh, he he's not twenty one. No, he's uh, he's uh, I believe twenty six. And was in the military. Yeah, he has, he has a lot of maturing to do. It, no, I can't imagine what he was like before the military. Is Spawn Braddy Jr.? Pretty much. Very kid works great hours. She, she works usually from like 4 in the morning until noon. But the problem is, is that the spawn works from five at night until one in the morning. Not a lot she can do about that schedule right now. So between five and one, Braddy Kid has to watch. Is that fair? And the answer is fuck. No, it's not. But it's what has to be done. And the problem is, it's not Braddy Kid's responsibility, but she's going to make sure that that little boy is taken care of. And I'm not saying the Spawn doesn't take care of him. The Spawn is doing an excellent job. I can't say enough good things about the Spawn. The Spawn inspires me that the, the next generation isn't a bunch of losers. And then I see the Spawn's ex, and I go, well, there you go. So if she's watching from 5 to 1, and he doesn't sleep the entire time, which he doesn't because he's a fucking rude baby, um, so is she only supposed to get two hours of sleep a night? Is that right? Is that fair? Now you can understand maybe a little bit more of that yesterday? I sure as fuck can. Brad Kid and I have a very good relationship, and we can tell each other, hey, you need to stop doing something. And explain it out and not get into a big fight. I didn't have that yesterday. I knew exactly what she was doing. I know where she is. And I understand reading it without the context that you have now. You might go, oh, wow, that's a little much. That, that might, no, uh-uh. I, I mean, th this is just a pen prick of what it is. And let me just tell you real quick, the most, the worst part for me is that I have now been threatened and somebody is not on the ground for threatening me. Oh, that, it's eating at me. It's eating at me, ass family. I'm feeling froggy and I want to jump. Oh, my best friend is in the same situation. Her only daughter moved here from Michigan. Her parents made her because her father of two children was really bad on drugs meth. Now she lives with her mom, with her two kids. My best friend works all day and watches the grandbabies at night while her daughter works. I give major props to women like this. I hella applaud you, Braddy. Oh, God damn it. I said the word H-E-L-L-A. Oh, blah. Wash out my mouth with Dr. Pepper. You need a punching bag. Oh, I have one. I know where he lives. I appreciate that. I know exactly where that motherfucker lives. It's just, it, it, it gets to the point where it's like, God damn it. Look, I uh, even I know 
Even I know what he's doing is wrong. And he has to, I, well, I don't know if he does. I mean, I've given up. I've washed my hands of this kid. <laughs> is he going to have another company, ABD, Arnie Beach Donor, a subsidiary of Arnie Beach Children? Uh, you can take the Texan out of California, but you can't take the California out of Texan. That's H-E-L-L-A true. <laughs> See, I caught you there, Ogre. I didn't use that word in California. I hated it there, too. Arnie, have you tried listening to music to release the anger? I hear that relaxing music like Adele can help. Well, I, I did that one just for you because I saw that one coming a mile away. Very good. Very, very good. Uh-huh. Hello. Hello. Mm-hmm. It's me. Yeah. I was wondering if after all these years you'd like to meet. No, no, I, I don't want to meet. Uh, how am I on, dude? Uh, I'm on. This is what I do. It's called compart compartmentalizing. I'm pretty good at it. <laughs> I found a, I found a way over the years to be able to be very very good at it. Like being called fat on a show for so long, even though I wasn't the fattest member of that show, she was. No, it's it's easy. I just, uh, I, I have a lot of empathy for people that I, I, I respect and I admire. And Brady Kidd is one of those people. And there aren't a lot of people in that category. Brady Kidd is in that category, though, as somebody who I, I respect immensely and admire very, very much. And, oh, gosh. This makes me want to fly down to y'all and help. Well, we got it. I, I mean, look, look. The only, the only thing that, that's bothering me is I haven't got to beat anybody up. When that happens, then I'm pretty much just going to let the situation run out. I'll probably end up going to jail for a couple of days. Big deal. Whoopee-doo. I've been there before. As long as they got fucking bar S bologna and the, the red wrapper still on the sandwiches, hey, I'm cool. I'm probably going to know some people in, from high school down at Lou Starrett Jail. See, what I'm saying now is I ain't afraid. I promise you all the wrestling promos in the world could not could not even match what I'm feeling right now. Brady needs a lap a nap. <laughs> she does shit. She does that, boy. Uh we can go get farm animals. Do you think she's too fat to use scat? <laughs> I have no idea. Uh, just continuing the cycle. So glad that Spawn and Roscoe have you and Brad to break that cycle. Um, this, this is what I can't wait. I can't wait till he knocks up the next chick. And then the chick after that. Because to say this guy is responsible, fuck. Jesus, that'd be like me saying that I have a fat ass. I mean, I don't. My ass is spectacular. I appreciate y'all so very much. The ass family means everything to me. 
as much as my, my new family that I have now means everything to me, and I will protect both of them with every fiber of my being. See, these personal dramas, they, they aren't really fun to talk about on the show. Sure, I mean, it's entertaining to hear somebody you know, like me tell the story. It's not fun. It's not fun. Today at 4 o'clock when, that, when, when the baby's dropped off, I'm not going to be enjoying that. Usually when, whenever I, I, you know, you, you guys know me. When I'm right about something, I, I like to... Well, I don't want to sound like a dickhole, but I told you so. Yes! Everyone can eat shit! A big bag of shit! <laughs> I'm the greatest man in the world! I don't want to say I told you so. I don't want to blow our own horn, but toot, toot. Those are my favorite sound effects that I play on the show. And at 4 o'clock today, I will hate those sound effects. Because I know I'm going to be right. Again. I'm supposed to have until 6. And there'll be some excuse like, I have to go to the gym. It's not fun to talk, and, 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 and let me tell you, it, it, it drags the shit out of me. Because I get so frustrated when I hear these phone calls, when I hear these text messages going back and forth, that I can handle the situation. Just tag me in. Let me go over there and handle business. It'll be a, it'll be a one-day thing. You send me over there. Now, I'm, I'm not going to look. First of all, let me just tell you now. There is no way I'm losing this fight. There is no way. He can pull out a gun and shoot me, and I'm still going to get up. Because I ain't losing this because I've never been. Eh, there's only one other person, one other person in this world that will ever see this wrath. We all know who that is. And if you don't, <laughs> your ass better call somebody because you should figure out who that other person is. And that wrath is even worse for that person. This is just, this will be like an appetizer of wrath. That I will make the promise to him. You fucking late with your payments again, this doubles. If it happens a third time, it triples. I'll do it at your work. I will get you fired. I don't care if you become homeless. I, I don't care. That baby's going to be taken care of. The end. Period. You better get insurance on that ass. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, you can afford gym membership. Uh, Lisa says, I look forward to that wrath. Well, hopefully some of that wrath will be coming out this summer when I come back to the West Coast. All right, that's going to do it for me today. Like I said, I'm going to sign off a little early because I'm, I'm just drained now. Um, thank you for letting me get all that out. I got to go through these stories to see what's good and what's not good. Um, we will be back Monday. Have a great weekend, everybody. By the way, this Netflix path, I'm going to break that down on Monday for you, this whole Netflix thing. Um, remember, every room you walk in is better. Why? Because you're in there. Um, this weekend, if you go out and you want to celebrate, do it. Have fun. Live life. But get yourself an Uber. Get a Lyft. Get a cab. Get a way home. 
Uh, we'll probably have to bring him to the stand-up show since he's a big part of the show now. Um, please do. No. Uh-uh. No. Uh-uh. Whoa. Hold on. As I'm making my... No, no. Uh-uh. No. See? Here's the deal. Brady, you might not even be invited. Just for the simple fact that this is about me that night. I'm, I'm putting my foot down. On the night of that, I, it's about me. I don't want everybody Googling, goggling over Roscoe. All right. But uh, please uh, uh, take get home safe because we want you back here on Monday. So until then, y'all have a great weekend. And adios, everybody. <laughs>
is outside waiting to arrest him.